Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 112 of the Eavesdrop Podcast. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash and DraftKings. Shout out to DraftKings for coming back another time. We have an honorable guest, episode number 14, Mr. Jason Lake from Complexity, right down the street from where we sit here today. Yeah, man. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me. Welcome back. A lot has happened in the last two years, Jason. Oh, man. It's for been both busy. you and I. It's been busy, huh, man? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's... it's uh. It's been good. It's been the last the last three, and I, I'm sure that you'll agree with this. And this is more of a laid back uh, opportunity for us to sort of you know hang back and and talk a little bit of business, man. Because you your it. world was changing at the same time my world was changing, um, and it's changed. You guys have Tim the Tap Man now. You guys uh, did the the merger with Game Square, and now you guys are publicly traded. Still got the dope ass facility down the street. Thank you for the invite. To go uh, watch the fights over there. It's been it's been That's a good fun. it's been a good two years. Fuck COVID though. Seriously, man. You know we spent so much of our early time here building infrastructure and making plans, and we were you know I joke we were building a rocket ship, mm -hmm. and we built the damn thing, and we were about to start taking off. You know, 2020 kicked off. We had a huge FIFA win. Um, we had Counter Strike win early that year, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of momentum. We partnered with Limit and won the the World of Warcraft race to world first early Sick. in the year. And we're like, this is going to be the best year ever. I was so excited. And then, you know, like many people around the world, of course, um, had a lot of things derailed by that damn pandemic. Yeah. Like what? <clears throat> you if know, you can say, obviously. No, no. I mean, we had a lot of, man, a whole lot of things. You know, primarily, I think the one that's easiest for fans to understand is just the Counter-Strike team. You know, I came out, um, gosh, I guess it was September 2019 or something, said, look, uh, you know, I'm, not, I'm tired of these results. I want to build a juggernaut. The whole juggernaut thing became, became a meme unintentionally, but we, we adopted it. And I built what I really thought was going to be a consistent top five global team. And it took a tremendous amount of time, you know, a couple hundred thousand miles in the air and, you know, a lot of contribution across our organization and a tremendous amount of capital. And heading into 2020, we were very bullish on the team we'd built. But we knew exactly what we had built. And what we had built needed to be monitored locally, needed full support staff locally um, in the facilities that you mentioned, our headquarters over at the Star. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know. Plans get changed, right? And, of course. And COVID life. hit, and our team is living at home in Europe, and we got Rush and Oboe in a hotel, and Oboe was young, decided he needed to come home, so he left, like, you know, the day before we had an important match and flew mm. home, and it was it just cascaded into a series of events on the back of the pandemic. Um, it's been one of my biggest disappointments probably in the last decade in esports. Mm-hmm. For myself and complexity management to put so much um, effort into something and really feel like, hey, we've built what we wanted to build. Now you kind of get to enjoy the fruits of that labor. Um, but, you know, the world and and fate and the universe had, mm -hmm. had a different plan for that. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think that's a lesson on life. Sometimes 
You can work super, super hard at something. You can do a pretty damn good job at something, but something completely out of your control just comes from left field and socks you in the stomach. And when you're laying on the ground gasping for breath, you know, you have to decide, am I just going to stay here, catch my breath and be comfortable? Or am I going to pull myself up? Am I going to stand up straight? And am I going to get back, get back in the race? And that's what we've always done. And that's what we'll do here. But yeah, that, that was incredibly disappointing. We had a lot of other programs that we we're going to be doing in Frisco, everything from scientific studies and, and product development and a lot of cool stuff that was pretty derailed by, by the, you know, COVID uh, situation as well. But that's not as exciting for for the average viewer. I won't go in all the business stuff. I think I think some people do do appreciate it though. They never hear from anybody else. There's no one out there making a a, yeah. a, a business podcast. And you know, as as much as we we sort of call our jobs boring or the behind the scenes boring, I think that it is important that at some point or another somebody. Uh, whether it's you, whether it's me, whether it's whoever, that we start to talk about the the reality of of the glorification of being an esports team owner, because hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because when when it comes down to it, as you know, some of the there, there's so many things that we get blamed for, and at the same time, we you know we do get credit for a lot of a lot of the successes, if not all of them. Uh, but th there are some things that are just out of out of our out of our control, right? You're literally reading my mind, man. This morning. <sighs> I was thinking about coming on the show and that was literally the one thing that popped into my head Yeah, is one of the strangest things. Um, I guess it's logical of being a team owner is you get far too much credit when things go right and far too much credit when things, you know, or blame when things go, go mm -hmm, wrong. Mm -hmm. And you know, if, if you're a stand up person like, like you are, you always say the buck stops here. I take full credit for everything that goes wrong. When in reality, yeah. you know, quite often we have so little to do with it. And, you know, man, I think the last few years for you and me, um, just I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. It's been such an honor. And, and I think because we try to be strong for people and we carry a lot on our shoulders, mm -hmm. we got a family we got to be strong for. Yeah. We've got employees yep. we've got to be strong for, players we've got to be strong for. We got a brand that we're 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 running that we got to be strong for. We got to be a public facing figure. Maybe you got a board of directors, you got to be strong for. And then when you tack on kind of the the challenges of the last year and a half, and you and I had both been hustling and and going through different parts of our lives before that, it certainly isn't all glamour, right? It certainly isn't all just like wow, I. I'm so jealous of this guy's life. It's so perfect. And, you know, he built this esports org or whatever. And I think it's a really astute observation by you. Like, maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe we do a business podcast or maybe we do something sometime. Because if people want to have dreams and aspirations, those mm -hmm. are really good things. But go in with eyes wide open. Like, the last four years has aged me probably like 15 or 20. No gray up there though. Nah, eh, little streaks here and there. So, same here, buddy. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm not complaining. I'm very blessed and very mm -hmm. grateful. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade the path that I've gone for anything in the world. But I know you as well have been through some challenging times in the last four years and, and, and the blessing of that, the, the fruit of that is wisdom 
and experience and hopefully patience and empathy and, and kindness and, and a paradigm shift for a new perspective to where you can see the world a bit differently and maybe be a better mentor, a better husband, a, a better leader, whatever that might be. But there's a price to be paid, man. Like heavy is the head that wears the crown. And if you want to be the boss person, um, understand what you're getting into because it's just not all Instagram highlights and fancy parties and cool cars and houses or whatever. It's like, no, you have to be willing to put yourself out there and understand the toll that it's going to take on you because while you're so busy trying to be strong for so many people, shit gets heavy after a while. Yeah. Do you think that it's become a lot heavier in the last couple of years where people people are normalizing sharing their feelings a little bit more because that's my thought on it my my wife saw that my, my wife always says you bottle too many things inside i'm like but that's how i grew up i mean, right. I mean yeah yeah we come from a bit of a different generation a generation yeah. with no internet right so yeah. when 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 people my wife included and everybody's like you should share your feelings and it's okay to be weak it's okay to be that i'm always from the mentality it's like that's not true that's not true i, I keep i'm like i don't I, I, and I always like make this like snarky, like must be nice to be able to share your feelings or must be nice to be able to yeah. Yeah, do that. And I say that snarky because, you know, it, it must be nice, right? In my position, I don't think that I can do that. And I think that the second that I started to say is like, hey, maybe, you know, maybe I can say that I'm stressed or maybe I can't say that I that I don't necessarily, you know, am, am doing well, like mentally, right? I'll never say that out loud. And I'm, even saying it here sounds weird. But like I, I think that the second that I sort of gave myself a break is the is is the time when, you know, things started to go wrong for me. Where if I would have just kept a full on control, iron fist ruling mentality throughout everything the way that I always have, then I think that you know things would have been way different. And I've been doing a lot of uh, retrospective thinking actually in the last couple of a uh, couple of months specifically. Ever since I got optic back specifically is and and I talked about it in, in the podcast last week with Dalton Schultz. But like I, I, if I've learned anything in the last three years of war that I've had, in the last three years of contentiousness that I had, in the last three years of just trying to find my life after optic, is the fact that I did the right thing in selling at the at the time that yeah. I did. It was and 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 although it didn't end up happening the way that we all hoped that it would, and we didn't end up being what we hoped that it would. Like it was the right thing. It was the right thing for me to ask for help. You know what I mean? It was the right thing for me to to want to not be the only one that that is in charge of everything at all times. Yeah. You know, so uh, I, I I often find myself talking like this to you and people in our position because you know for what it's worth, like the same way that I'll never get what Scump goes through in a competitive right. environment, they'll never get what we go through in our competitive environment 100%. because it is competitive. No matter what you say, esports e from top to bottom is a competition. What is this owner doing that's different from what I'm doing? How come they're seeing the success they're, they're seeing in, in, in comparison to what we're doing? Um, so the the only one thing that I've been able to do well is to say, you know what? That's none of our business. Let's just focus on ours and let's just not, not even. Right. I had a rule. I, I have a rule. We never talk about anybody else in any company meeting. If I hear the words, well, 100 Thieves is doing this or Face is doing that, out, out, right. out. Focus you on you, what we're you doing. will not be bringing yeah. in anybody, and I get along famously with both of these organizations. Right. But still, 
I don't waste time talking about what other people are doing because if we're doing what other people are doing, we're not innovating and we're not trying hard enough to be different, yeah. right? So for me, like those are those are some of the rules, which is why I, I do think that there there is a podcast that 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 needs to happen where where the again the glorification of these these you know this mentality that you know team owners it's just it's just not is not what people think being a pro is not the same thing as what people see either right like they have yeah. their own issues they have their own businesses that they have to run am i am i uh am i ready to retire am i ready to you know become a full-time streamer am i ready to just be a content creator like all these questions that are being asked by every single person that is in esports is is an important thing that people don't see. All they see is the large paychecks, the houses that people live right. in, the the love <laughs> of the fans, the hate of the fans, and they and, and and although I would take that any day of the week over over my old job any day of the week. Oh yeah. It it comes with its with its pains, right? It's it's it was so much more comfortable back in the day where I had a check coming from somewhere at the end of every two right. weeks. Taxes were taken off. This is what I got to make a living with. Yeah, all I have to do is show up to work, and that's it. In this in this industry, as you're building, yeah, you know how it goes. It's just not. It's not. It's not an easy thing. It does come with the stresses. It does come with the with the constant head beating against the wall, trying to figure out what's next. How do we predict it? How do we how do we separate ourselves even further? You know what I mean? So it's it's not uh it's not that, but. I, it's the educational part that we have to be in charge of, right? As as builders of of this decade of esports, like we have a responsibility as the front runners and as the as the courtside yeah. holders as to what it really is, right? Because the more that we create the illusion that this is something as grand as it is, which it is, and not sort of telling them how it really is, it's a disservice to not only the educators, but also the learnees. No, I totally agree. And, you know, I definitely don't want to paint like a completely dark picture. Like you said, mm -hmm. you know, I wouldn't want any other job in the world. You know, I've been blessed to, to do this for almost 20 years now. And, you know, I can't imagine doing anything else, mm -hmm. you know, that there was a there was a time I remember specifically in like 2009. You know, I'm praying to God and I'm like, please let me be an esports team owner as like a full time career mm -hmm. and provide for my family. It was literally the prayer. Yeah, because back then things were so different. It was just like the idea of providing for a family and having a real career it was always a side hustle because you had to make money, you had to put food on the table, and then to look back and realize how many years I've actually been able to do that. It's really amazing. And I'm so incredibly grateful and, and blessed for that. Mm -hmm. And I know there are people that are going to watch this video that absolutely have what it takes. They have the chops when they get older or whatever to do what we do. I just think, and I totally agree with you, it's incumbent upon us to paint a true picture and an accurate picture. Um, you know, and you also alluded to this er earlier you know, I think it's been a good thing that that mental health is more in the spotlight mm -hmm. um, because, you know, my grandfather's generation, my father's generation, my generation, men were taught to bottle things up. Any show of weakness or like, hey, like I'm really struggling right now or my mental mm -hmm, is just, mm -hmm. you know, shaky right now was was very, very shunned and looked down on. 
Now, I, I, I'm a big believer in balance in all things. While I think we all need a person or preferably a few people in our lives that we can go to and just unload this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think you and I have a good relationship there because, you know, we've, we've traveled a similar journey and we understand each other on a pretty deep level. We all need someone that you can go to. But on the other side of that equation, I worry sometimes that this generation uses social media as a therapist. I'm a big believer in, in therapy, whether mm-hmm. it's through yeah. friends that can empathize or through professionals. I think verbalizing a lot of the struggles we have and verbalizing a lot of the anxiety and the stress we have is a good thing to the right audience. Yes. Dear friends or professional therapists. Yes. But I worry sometimes when I read social media and 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 a person's thread is just like all their angst and all their anxiety and they're putting it out there for the whole world. Like I'm not telling anybody how to run a social of course, media. Of course. It's it's their accounts for a reason. Mm-hmm. This is just an old man thinking out loud. I think there you want to have a balance. You you want to have therapy in your life. You want to have people that you can really rely on to just listen to you whine, bone and moan and bitch if if that's the day you're having. But be careful like what you're putting out there, right? I th- I think as some young people age, they'll look back and kind of regret some of the things I see on social media. I'm trying to pick the right <laughs> words without offending yeah, of anybody. Just be be thoughtful on that, I think, um, and understand, you know, the cost of whatever journey you want to go down. And if you want to be the next Hex and you want to build your own esports team, then God bless you, Godspeed, and 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 good luck. No, don't do it. Understand the cost before you start yeah. the journey. Make sure you've got enough in the tank to get to the end. Or you'll be stranded on the side of the road. <laughs> I I am a firm believer in knowing what I'm good at and knowing what I'm not good at, right? Like I am I am king. Identify what you are and what you aren't as soon as you possibly can. And when I identified that I wasn't a professional Call of Duty player, I pivoted okay. to doing this, and you know the rest is history. But even then, even in those situations, like there was a lot of times where it I I should have taken a step back and not. And and been like, you know what? Let's you got to figure you got to get a sponsor out there somewhere. So you can hire somebody to run the company, right? Uh, What I've been able to do is just just because I'm good at it doesn't mean that I want to do it. Just because I'm good at it doesn't mean that I should have been doing it. You know what I mean? That's just not never been my journey. I'm a I'm an artist, man. You know what I mean? I'm a creative. You know, and 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 the and the second that we're able to find somebody that is able to. to sort of take those reins and have, you know, somebody to, to sort of like, you do the, you do that while I go visionary this thing again. Like that's, that's, that's like the, the end goal, you know? And, and, and oftentimes I feel like in our position, we're sort of like trapped, um, culturally and in a position that says, you know, you, you don't have the right to want those things. You are the CEO, therefore you have to be that forever. When in reality, it's like, I mean, think about think about all the organizations that are out there. There is a COO out there that's operating the thing while the visionaries 100%. continue to fucking, you know, exploit that. I totally that. agree. And that's like young people don't necessarily know the life cycle of some of these startups that, that grow and in, in scale. And there is a painful point, generally speaking, as a company grows where like the CEO and maybe some core staff, they have so many jobs. The thing that you used to love so much almost becomes like 
because you're not doing what you originally loved. Mm-hmm. You've got board meetings, you've got spreadsheets, you've got budget projections, you've got rental negotiations, you've got contract red lines. And you're like, I, I know this is part of, of being a CEO and running the business side. Yeah. And I'm willing to pay these prices, do these things that I really dislike to get to the next step. But there is a next step where you need to put qualified people around you Mm -hmm. so your hands aren't tied up 100 hours a week in this stuff or you do lose your edge. And I've noticed that about you over the last couple of years, and I really respect it, that you know your love and your passion is in art and your love and your passion is in multiple things like we were talking about that's on this wall. Successful, intelligent people keep their focus on their love and their passion and delegate to trustworthy people to handle things that maybe they're passionate about. Like our accountant, Mm -hmm. super passionate about accounting. Thank God, because (laughs) I hate it, right? But she's passionate about it and she's awesome at her job and we're really lucky to have her and I'm so happy she's there and delegating different parts of the company to people that are passionate about things you're not so you can continue to focus. And that's been a struggle for me over the years where I got any esports for the competition, I want to field tier one teams and 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 watch these players grow and help them grow and develop and go out and compete around the world. That's what I'm passionate about. But out of utter necessity and budgetary limitations, you know, I've always kind of been pulled into other parts of the business. You know, I have a finance degree and a law degree, so like, well, you're qualified to do dot dot dot. And I'm like, yes, I am, and I'm willing to put in the work. But after a while, if you're not careful to cling to what you're passionate about, it just becomes a job and it becomes a grind, and you become kind of, I don't know, a bit burned out. Mm-hmm. So when I saw you pivoting back and really focusing on your art and your podcasting and your content creation, all these other things. I was sitting at home smiling. I'm like, this is what he loves. This is what he's great at. He's good at a whole bunch of things, but this is what he's great at. So I was happy to see you do that. And I think that's something important to keep in mind. Yeah. I, you know, we all have to do a job, right? That's, that's just humanity, right? Like that's, that's just the capitalistic society that we live in. We have to make ends meet. We have to pay the rent. We have to pay. So however that happens is, is one thing, right? Being sort of not forced, but look, I, I, I'll never, ever, 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 and everybody that watches this knows, like, I'll never complain about just about anything, unless I'm being funny or unless I'm with my players and no one else is around. Having said that, what I do for a living, right, is my passion, right? All of the other shit, all the, the, the contract reading and all the right. spreadsheets, that's never been me. I, I didn't go to college for that very specific reason. I wanted to make a lot of money, and I figured, luckily, I figured out how to do that. And it wasn't in spreadsheets, and it wasn't in any of that. But there are people, like you just said, that are executives, true executives, that are able to do that. And just because I've been able to fucking outlive, outlast a, a bunch of executives that are educated and all that, that doesn't mean that I like doing it. Right. You know what I mean? Do I like the credit for it? Sure. For a little bit only, though, because it, it, it quickly becomes what is the next piece of content that's truly going to move somebody to do something. And yeah. that, for me, is the one thing that we need in esports, because executives, we have them. Lawyers, we have them. Like, all this. Well, what we don't have is an innovative, an innovative mind or a good enough innovative mind to where we are adding on different strategies for content creation we're still super young and yeah. some people seem to be content with where we're at we're not we're not we, we're not getting the million concurrent viewers yet 
that will happen, but it's not there yet. And it won't happen unless we innovate, unless we truly sit down and think about what the next, what the next entertainment platform, what the next entertainment is. What is the new form of entertainment? Again, lawyers, they've existed for a long time. Everything that we have right now has existed for a very long time. What doesn't exist and what needs to be valued is the innovative minds that are going to push this thing forward. Yep. And the more that somebody like you, or you know, somebody like you, somebody like me, or somebody, and I don't know if you love doing the spreadsheets and all that shit. No. I mean, I don't see how you could. <laughs> I mean, even even being a lawyer, like when I when I look at my lawyer bills, I'm like, I, as as painful as they they are coming out of my account, as I'm sitting there going over line by line what they're doing i'm like you deserve to get fucking paid that because there is i'm no, glad it's you not me <laughs> yeah, dude, i i could not man i could yeah. not so uh, so you know with that it's like it's it's about the innovation we can't be wasting our times doing that we have to every single waking moment for me has to be spent thinking about how what is our hbo hbo yeah. exists netflix exists what's our netflix yeah you know what I mean? Like that, we haven't done it. Somebody will. I totally will. agree. And I I think this is something that's really come about in the last 10, 15 years is, is this grind culture. Mm-hmm. And you've always got to be on the grind. You've always, even if you're not busy, you've got to look busy. Mm-hmm. you got to have a bunch of meetings on your calendar or whatever. But if you study some of the smartest, most successful people, the Warren Buffett's of the world, yada, 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 they all will say, you need time to think you need whether it be creative time or brainstorming time some people get on this treadmill like in a rat race and they're so busy doing 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 they don't take a breather to focus on being and focus on thinking and focus on innovation like you said and like what's next and if you're always going from meeting to meeting to meeting to call to call to call who's going to innovate in your company or your project or whatever you're doing, who is going to be the one thinking about the future? And I think we've almost created a culture, at least in the West, particularly in America, to where like if you've got a few hours open in the afternoon, you might be very intentionally thinking about things and and strategizing and doing game theory in your mind, mm-hmm. which is something I really like. Like if I, if the company does this, what will the reaction be? It's like a chessboard. If we do this, what will the sponsors think? You know, everything's like a chessboard. But if you don't take time and give yourself a breather, take a deep breath and think and be creative and do these things, I think you're doing yourself and your, and your company a disservice. Mm-hmm. I had a very good conversation with my dad a couple of weeks ago. We were driving somewhere and, and I told him, I'm like, you know what? Like, I, I, I think that, you know, by the time I'm 50, I think that I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, call it a quits, whatever that means. We're retiring or whatever it means. And he said some really sad shit to me. He said, somebody like you will never be able to sit still and not do shit. And it was sad. It was a sad thing because this is my father, right? Telling me this. So he sees me different than everybody else in the world sees me. Right. So when he told me that it kind of struck a nerve with me because I'm like, man, I hope he's not right. I hope he's not right. I want uh, look. I, I I like. I want to work on the things that I want to work with uh, on, but if it's something in my DNA that's always going to keep me fucking busy, I don't want that in my DNA. I yeah, want but, to uh, have see, the chance gotta, to gotta, not do shit. I hear you, but I I gotta respectfully disagree a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that has brought you such success is that DNA. Now, when he says you won't be able to sit still or whatever, what if you decide to retire? 
I don't see that as a bad thing mm-hmm. because a lot of people I know that retired, they were they were miserable. Mm-hmm. They lost a purpose. They've lost a reason to get up in the morning. They've lost direction. Yeah. Now maybe your post retirement is like really building out a cool fishing show mm-hmm. or or just doing something that's near and dear to you. Like yeah, I'm also that's not what I mean by retiring though. Like I don't. But wanna... you got to be doing something, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, you can't course. just like no, no, sit no. on the boat. Seven no. days a week, no, no, no. You know, three straight months. You got to be doing stuff, making moves, and doing yeah. things. But maybe your, I don't even know if it'd be your third act. You've had so many acts, but maybe your post-retirement act yeah. is like doing a huge charitable endeavor. That's that's number one on my list. Okay. When I don't need the money anymore and I quote unquote retire, I will not stop because I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. I can't. Like I can maybe go five or six days on vacation and like sit on a beach, but even then I get real jumpy and antsy. Like I need to be doing things i need to be moving forward and rather than you know building companies for profit or rather than doing investments that i do in my real estate company for profit i want my post-retirement act to be in charity and i've got plans marked out Mm -hmm. and buildings i want to build and like some really cool stuff that i want to do because i know if I'm doing something that's going to leave a lasting mark and benefiting many other people Mm then all that effort and all that DNA energy in the post-retirement act is going to be meaningful. And like a guy like you has proven so successful for, for all these different projects and congrats huge on, on the Pine Park project. Like I, I don't see you sitting still after quote unquote retirement. You could sell three or four more companies before then or whatever, mm-hmm. but I see you keep moving, man. And you have so yeah. much creativity and so much just, knowledge to give the world. I think you can bless other people and benefit other people and still itch that DNA. Yeah, to, to me, retiring means like I'll, I'll never not be on the internet. I'm always going to be in front of cameras. That's what I want to do. I want to paint. That's what I want to, I don't want mm-hmm. to be responsible for other people's success anymore. Right. I don't want yeah. to. I don't want to talk to a lawyer. I don't want. To, I, I'll. I don't think that. Like. I, I think that at some point or other, like I'll never build another business ever again. Right. You know. I'll advise. Sure. But I don't want it to be something that I have to be responsible for. I don't want. I, I'll. I'll ideate and I'll come up with ideas, but I can't be the one to build them anymore. Is what I'm right. saying. Hundred percent. And like, as far as like creating stuff, like that's what I want to do. I want to. I want to do that. That I'll do. In, that's what I want to retire into. Into working on the shit that I want to do. But as far as like, you know. Sure. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. I, I that, that's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, so, yeah. I, you're just I, not the guy that's going to sit on the couch and watch next Netflix for the next twenty years. No, you got to no. be out and yeah. doing and creating and building things. Maybe it's not a company. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of cool things you can build in this world that's not a company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I see you build into the day drop, man. You're a builder. You're a creator. You're a dreamer. You dream up these ideas, and then you build them. That's, yeah. that's what we do is we're both builders. Yeah. And I just don't see you hanging out on the couch. But. Well, there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of reasons as to why I'm involved in so many businesses now. Now, whether that takes up one hour a week, one hour a month, like I'm involved. Yeah. But... I don't, I don't, I don't think that my older self is going to be about that. Like I'm working my ass off now so that my older self right. can literally just sit in front of a camera and give his opinion on something. You know what I mean? Like that's, that to me is retirement. Like me showing up to do content will never, ever feel like work. 
I don't give a shit. Like I don't. I, I'll never complain. Yeah. Uh, maybe the times, like an hour earlier. And I think that the only time that I complain about when we start content is because I have meetings. Like, I don't want those meetings anymore. You know what right. I mean? Like that's oh, that's what I that's it. what I mean. I get yeah, my yeah, perfect I my yeah. perfect life is I find a a I find the right successor to 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 be the CEO of Optic. I find the right person to be the one that's going to lead this thing there. I'll I'll always be involved. This is my baby. I didn't fight the way that I fought and I didn't right. do the things that I do to reunite with my thing, <laughs> with my legacy, to just not be involved. I will yeah. always, always be involved and I'm always gonna be competitive. I'm always going to try to be better than everybody else. The same way that you're competitive, the same way that everybody that's in this industry is competitive. I'll always do that. But at some point or another, people have to be cool with understanding that there's, there's, there's uh, Steve Jobs, okay? CEO of Apple, rest in peace. Do you think that he's the one that was doing all the spreadsheets? Right. Well, see, do you, yeah. like, I don't know what, you know what I mean? Like he, he made all the decisions, all the yeah. visionary decisions as to where we're going, yep. and then everybody else skinned that pig, right? He was the hunter. He went out, shut the buck, shut the buck brought the buck back, and somebody else skinned it and utilized all the parts that need to go where they need to go. But he's the one that mentally went there and said, this is what we're doing. Somebody else does it. Yeah. I've always said it from for like the, the I, I can't even remember from the beginning of of everything. I always I always saw myself on a sh on a pirate ship, and I wasn't the guy on the, at the steering wheel. I never I, I I was never the guy. I was the guy all the way at the top, seeing if we spotted <laughs> land. We should go land over there. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's yeah. A, that's me. I'm the guy up there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know the 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 guy avoiding lightning, lonesome, <laughs> coming down for food and having fun. But I'm not the one steering. I'm not the one rowing. It's just not me. And I've yeah. had to do that yeah. because nobody else was doing it. And I fell in love with this brand so much that I'd never trusted anybody to do that. But I, I hope to one day find the person that will do that. I have I have to. I can't. I, I don't want. And everybody totally should be agree. cool and understand with that because my Absolutely. perfect life looks like that. And You know, at that point, they're just projecting. The fans are just projecting on you and, and on Optic what they want. Mm -hmm. If they really care about you and 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 the the optic family they, they wouldn't do. do that right yeah, yeah. don't project on like scump has to play forever hector has yeah, to exactly. be at the front forever it's like no no they don't like support them as as they choose their journey yeah. and as they do what's best for them and their families you should support them either way mm -hmm. not just place them in a box and be like well it has to be like this has to be like that it's like we appreciate fans, but that's just not your place. Mm -mm. That that's not your right. And if you don't want to be a fan anymore because, you know, I'm not running complexity or Scump's not playing professionally or whatever, that's your choice. Mm -hmm. We hope you don't decide that. Yeah. But I, I, I just don't think fans should be dictating or putting that on you. Like, yeah. I'm not going to follow the green wall if Hector nah. isn't, like, yeah. the front man day to day to day. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. And look, obviously, because of the history, obviously, there have been situations in which, like, they are right. And at the end of the day, like I work for them, right? Like I work for the fans. It's like you, right? We we have a board. Yep. You know, you have a board of directors. You have investors. You have all that. But at the end of the day, like you don't report to anybody besides them, besides people that are watching this. We're the ones that we're 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 taking an hour of their time today, watching this. You know, elongated. Some people yeah. watch half an hour now, half an hour later, fifteen minutes here, fifteen minutes there. Yeah. Um. So so those sort of those sort of like relationships that symbiotic relationship between fan and, and and org like that that will always be that right but for me it's always been about making sure that that thing lasts forever and i'm pointing at the at the up the gaming logo 
as, as long as that that thing lasts forever like that's all i care about like who yeah. who does it like who cares like who, i don't care who takes credit for it yeah you know what i mean like i i, I just let, let's make i my job is to make this thing last forever and you know obviously in certain situations in my lifetime i felt like it wouldn't have lasted forever so i had to step up and do that and i'll always do Amen. that i'll always be good for that i will always be good to be the first one to stand up and say time out time out what y'all doing now yeah 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 man i i i feel bad like i feel like i brought a a bit of a serious vibe into the hex course no it's good it's good you know why we can have some fun man talk about some positive vibes and good things that are happening i think these are positive look how i don't think i've ever leaned back on my podcast ever matt i'm just chill dude and, I, and, and you bring that ease. I think if you brought anything, it was ease. A, a comfort level for me to speak my mind, you know? Um, but yeah, I think, uh, how about this? Let's take a quick commercial break and we'll come back and we'll talk a bit about more of the same because I'm having a really good time. Sounds it? great. All right, one second. Uh, this week's sponsor is none other than DoorDash, probably like the most consistent sponsor we ever had. And it's good because I use it literally on a daily basis. And when you are like me or you, Jason, and you have back-to-back meetings, errands to run and chores to take care of, what's the secret to clearing your do your to-do list? A little help from DoorDash is the recipe. A little help from DoorDash is what everybody needs. It's like an assistant chef. Okay, why? Because you can get dinner, household essentials, and everything on your grocery list delivered right to your door. Have you, if you've ever pulled into the driveway after a trip to the grocery store and only to realize that you forgot that one key ingredient that you need, well, guess what? Now you have options. Get the groceries you need or backup meal from your favorite national or local restaurant delivered with DoorDash. Uh, what do you want to eat tonight? I don't know. Maybe uh, somebody wants a home-cooked favorite, but you don't feel like going to the store or you want something exciting and new, but it would be great to stay in tonight. DoorDash connects you with everything you want whenever and however you want it. This past year has taught us to savor every single moment together. Spend less time prepping and cooking and more time with the people that you love with a little help from DoorDash. Get what you want to eat right now and right to your door with DoorDash. Along with the restaurants you love, you can now get groceries and essential items delivered to your door. With over 300,000 partners, you can uh, support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, Cheesecake Factory. I mean, you name it. Ordering is easy and your items will be left safely outside your door if you choose the contactless delivery drop off for a limited time right now our listeners can get $25 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash application and enter code eavesdrop2021 and if you order DoorDash and it's not more than $15 you need to give yourself a break get an extra little dessert here get an extra just order more treat yourself to a larger order than $15 like who orders something that's less than 15 Matt You've never ordered something that's less than $15. Don't lie to me. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash application in the App Store and enter the code EAVESDROP2021 in the App Store. All right? The link will be in the description down below. Do not, do not take... Do not not take advantage of that opportunity. Go ahead and sign up. Last but certainly not least is our friends over at DraftKings. Thank you so much for coming back. Obviously, you guys uh, showed up for me. Obviously, everybody here clutched up, clicked on the link, and started doing their fun over at DraftKings. The killer crossovers. 
the nothing but net jumpers, the tenacious throwdowns. Ladies and gentlemen, basketball is finally back, and I will tell you that the Chicago Bulls are going to take it all the way. We have Melo. We have Levine. I mean, what else? You want my man Caruso? Have you seen that dunk in the preseason? I saw it all. Gosh darn it. I am very, very confident. I haven't been confident in the Bulls in a very long time. I will not since Derrick Rose left. Okay, have I been this confident? But anyway, neither here or there. The leader in daily fantasy sports is celebrating the return of the hardwood by giving new customers a free shot of millions of dollars. A free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Playing daily fantasy hoops is easy. Just pick your lineup of pro basketball players, stay under the salary cup, and rack up points for three-pointers, rebounds, assists, and more. When they say more, I don't know, free throws maybe? I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Score big and you can score big cash. And with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes, it is the perfect time to show off your basketball IQ. Intelligence quotient. <laughs> you didn't know how the IQ to describe or to say what IQ was. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw with your cash whenever you want. Download DraftKings application right now and use promo code eavesdrop this week new customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prices when entering promo code eavesdrop to get a free shot at millions of dollars in dollars at millions of dollars in total prices with your first deposit that is code e-a-v-e-s-d-r-o-p only at draftkings.com minimum five dollars deposit is required eligibility and restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details all the links will be in the description down below from here we go back to my man jason lake and welcome back. Huge shout out to DoorDash and DraftKings for sponsoring the podcast. Super, super cool of them. The award-winning podcast. Uh, dude, let's... Uh, are you going to the eSports Award? No, I don't think I can make it. Mm. I, uh, I always, always struggle, especially nowadays, because I'm, I'm, I'm getting to an age where I just don't want to do shit ever. And <laughs> and every single time We've I commit. so many of these conferences dude, and awards somebody, and shows the, the and Tempest, panels. The Tempest and, Awards are going on right now. Yeah, they're in Vegas right yeah, now. Yeah, they're in Vegas right now. There's mm -hmm. like panels going on and yeah. there's like like the new the new wave of of esports businessmen are yeah. in there. I, 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 I sort of want Man. to be a fly on a wall, fly around, see who I see there, <laughs> who I recognize and be like, is, is it good? Like, it, are these people, like, the right people to be talking about this? And then immediately get the fuck out because I can't be that person anymore. <laughs> In 2014, after doing, like you, a million panels, I decided that I was never going to do a panel ever again. Yeah, man. And I don't care how many times they ask. I don't care how much money they ask. I am not that guy no more. I don't want to sit in front of people to try to explain what esports is anymore. Because <laughs> right. people can take the time themselves to look up what esports is, see who the players are. Jason Lake's been around longer than anybody else I fucking know, including me. Good source of uh, what question do you have? Ask him. What question <laughs> do you have? Don't ask me. I've 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 bought out of yeah, that man, of that I've circuit. When, and I'm sure like like you, I just I get pounded with these requests for everything. And it's very rare I, I do them anymore. I still do a few. Mm -hmm. Um but not too many. Look, if the Cowboys organization asks you to come talk of course you're gonna do right. that, right? I mean of course I'll do I'll even go. Jerry, I'll even go. There you you know go. what I mean? I mean to tell Jerry that you and I will fucking throw the show, right? But I, aside from that, again, it's just not my thing anymore. You know, I want other people to to 
the way that I see it now is that the more that I'm involved, the more I'm in the way from uh, another super thirsty young up and comer yeah. Hector yeah. that is going to push this thing, help us push this yeah. thing forward even more. So I'm like, you know what? Let other people find their ways. Let them, you know, get their booze and their I disagrees like out <laughs> the of the way. Night parties. Because what, bro? You get up there and I get up there and you know, pick anybody that's been in esports as long as we have. We get up there and we say something. Who's gonna disagree? <laughs> Who's going to fucking right. raise their hand out there yeah. and say, I disagree? No one. Yeah. No one's going to do it. And that's not good for the. That's not good for us. That's not good for, for esports. That's not good for, for this culture. So the more that people are out there challenging each other and getting to, to a place to where they agree, go ahead and do it. But the more that people like you and me are involved in these things, like no one's ever going to disagree with you. They have no right to disagree with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Spectators, you know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. Like people that are from a business spectators I'm talking about. Like they, they have their traditional thinking in sports and very well qualified to, you know, anything. But those, you can't have those same applications into a brand new sports scene as it is in esports. So yeah. that's why I was like, you know what? I'm out. Yeah. So I'll I'll be your I'll be your uh, your panel moderator today and ask you questions. No, oh, you want to you want to flip yeah, it man. over? It's only happened a couple what, times. Uh, with you. What do you think is the next big wave? I guess for lack of a better term, like where's esports going in the next three to five years? Like we've seen franch the franchise wave come in, right? Where people are are buying expensive franchises. We've seen the Valve games kind of being run by independent tournament organizers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's the whole blockchain and, and web three phase kind of coming in. Like you're, you're kind of a futurist like me. Where, where do you see this going for the next few years? And especially on the back of COVID, are we in for some more lean times as the economy and the macroeconomic factors balance themselves out? Or are we just right back on on the fast track, what do you I, think? I think that we are on a faster track than we've ever been, coming off of something like COVID, where where esports was taken away from us in a in, in a sense, yeah. the the reality of it. I think that now more than ever, the the fans are going to be more rabid. They're going to show up in in in, oh, yeah. in in crowds, right? They're gonna they're gonna show up. We are gonna show up. We miss that. The players miss it. So the, every, every everybody misses it. So, <laughs> so I think much. that no, I don't think lean times are ahead. I think that lean times may be ahead, but as far as the commitment from esports people, esports fans, I think it's gonna be faster than ever. I I I think that alignment needs to happen a little bit more. Uh, I think that you know the franchise model works but not necessarily the way that it's currently presented. Um, complexity, Cowboys, for example, CDL. Can you guys join the CDL now? I mean, sure, but you can't beat Dallas. Envy has right. Dallas. So what does that do for, for a franchise as storied in Dallas as the Dallas Cowboys? So like that's those sort of, those sort of thoughts come into me. But as far as you know, having a franchise in Call of Duty, totally. You guys should totally have one. But how, how how do you guys get over the fact that it won't be Dallas? Right. You know what I mean? That that's that to me is like the, the number one hurdle because do does does Call of Duty League need more teams? Absolutely. There's a yeah. lot of talented players that right now don't have a home because there's only twelve franchises. Yeah. Do I agree with the franchise system? In theory, yes. My heart as a gamer, as an MLG right. fucking attendee for so <laughs> many so many right. years, no. It does not. Uh, the, the 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 Cinderella stories get taken away, ripped ripped away from the culture. That was not right for me. I I, yeah. I I can't. I will never sit here and lie to anyone saying that. Yeah, I fully believe in this. Fully, 
I do believe it. I just need that there needs to be a, a lot of adjustments. I, I did a show recently. It was called the Van uh, uh, yeah. Origins. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, unfortunately, because of business dealings that they had going on, they they they're currently I don't know they're trying to figure out their shit. But my interviews are not going to be live anymore. And I interviewed oh, right. some very important people, and one of them is uh, Steve Aronson, mm. right? Yeah, like that fucking guy. Holy shit, Super man! Smart. Oh my god, I, I I've never I've never and and uh, this guy deserves deserves everything. The, sure. His 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 mentality towards esports and the future of esports was so eloquently put yeah. that I am so <laughs> mad that nope that people may not ever see that this dude laid down some fucking truths, some theories, some predictions that just like felt like it 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 felt like uh, somebody else's somebody else was speaking my thoughts in in a better way that I could ever. Yeah, him and Victor, their co CEOs of Team Liquid, both very brilliant. And those I don't know about Victor. Good I'm a super do. good dude. I know that. Yeah. But I've never spoken he's, to him the way that I spoke to this dude for an hour. He's uh, he's very much like Steve in that he's just very eloquent and very very smart. Mm -hmm. So I believe that. Yeah. It's just the the way that he put it. Like I was I I had I I I shook his hand as soon as he was done saying that one little bit. I'm like, God damn it! Why? I saw you tweet something about it. Yeah. Or oh, I yeah. did. I did. Because <laughs> I for for the life, I cannot believe that this guy doesn't have his own fucking uh, something, man. This guy yeah. is like. I don't want to, you know, sit here and kiss his ass too much, right? But, although he deserves every he a great every bit of real estate on that backside deserves to be kissed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but that dude literally, like, if 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 we can get the, just that small little ending of where is this thing going? Because I asked him the same thing: where is this thing going? What do you see? Yeah. And I know what I envision it is. I know what you, you know, you have your own thoughts. It, it, it it's essentially the same thought, but put in a different manner. You can go to Whataburger and get a cheeseburger. You can go to Burger King and get a cheeseburger. You can go to wherever and get a cheeseburger. It's always going to be, in theory, the same cheeseburger, but it tastes different. Right. And which one's good? They're all good. And I think that, I, I, I just, I, I told him after the podcast was done, I'm like, you need to get the fuck in front of a camera. And although that may not be your jive, the same way that punching numbers is mine, <laughs> I think that he definitely needs to, needs to be on there. So. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, and we definitely, we definitely like uh, CDL. You know me; I'm a minute. I mm -hmm. like all esports, honestly. I do, but FPS was kind of what got me into it. So it's always kind of my first love. Um, you know, the shooters, and we obviously have a deep history in Call of Duty, and love Call of Duty, mm -hmm. and uh, we we'd like to be in. The numbers need to make sense, like you said. The location's a tough one mm -hmm. um, for us, but it's definitely something we're keeping an eye on. Yeah. Um, I'd love to make it happen someday, but the one thing I've learned over the years is it's, it's often wise to wait and be patient mm -hmm. because the whole FOMO thing, sometimes it works great to be first and early, but not always. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're patient, you wait for the right opportunity and the stars align, um, Thing, good things can happen. And mm -hmm. the longer I've been in the business, the more I've really believed in that because, of course, it's good to have a sense of urgency. It's good to, like, get after stuff, get it done yesterday. Let's keep pushing. Let's keep pushing. Um, that that definitely will get you far. But when it comes to, like, a major move like something like this, I think patience is is critical, and uh, we're definitely keeping our eye on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. The, the, the FOMO is, like, you know, whatever. I was... 
I actually, I'm not going to say this. I'll tell you off, offline. I, I, I can't say that bit in, in good conscience just <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it, it'll have reverberations uh, it. that will affect other things. Um, I would love to say it, but it, it, <laughs> but it, but I'm part of a, of a league, right? I'm, I don't want to yeah, mess with yeah. anybody else's business. That's just exactly. not my business. You know what I mean? For sure. um, but I, I, I do think that there needs to be a massive, massive, massive adjustment. And luckily for us, the, the one thing that I will tell you about the franchise, the, the, the franchise league that, that we currently operate in is that they have the right people back there you know, turning the knobs and dials. Unfortunately for them, and I, I don't care if I get fined or not, unfortunately for <laughs> them, they have to report to someone. So although interests and vision are aligned, there's still people above them that oftentimes have a say in something they know nothing about. Right. And that, to me, will always be the disservice that we have to live with on, on a daily basis. And people often think, like, what's getting in the way of esports becoming the thing is that very thing. Legal fucking bullshit that people just don't understand. If from the beginning of time, like, fans get mad that league play isn't launched at the same thing. Why? Why isn't league play launched? Well, why do you think? Because yeah. they have... A hundred people whose sole purpose is to make sure that they make money. And if one of those strategies means you, we have this fucking bleep in the in the graph, in the timeline yeah. that says very popular. Call of Duty was very popular at the time of launch. And then little by little, little, it, it goes, it, go, it, it sort of rectifies into what it truly is, right? So wh how do we create another beep? Is it, well, why don't we release fucking league play after and have that other spike, right? The reason that we had uh, champs, Call of Duty champs in the middle of the fucking game season was because they needed that uptick in the summer. Well, the kids are about to go on summer school. How do we get them uh, playing Call of Duty? duty so that we can continue to make an average of 5.4 million dollars a day on skins and operations Reach. Huh. well well let's have that bleep let's have champs in the beginning we'll use that as the advertising power because we're gonna have a lot of eyeballs into this thing into the future yeah what gets in the way of progress that very thing yeah man it's like you got these suits who look at marketing or look at esports as just a marketing um, vehicle, which is fine. We're a damn good marketing vehicle. And then they hire a lot of really smart, passionate people that want to do right by the fans, that want to do right by the players, that want to do right by the teams and mm -hmm. the team owners. And, and and there's this clash. And it's like, you see that at Activision, you see that at, that at other places. Um, and I think until the people that are passionate about the esport mm -hmm. are the ones at the top making the ultimate decisions, a yeah. lot of this will just keep spinning our wheels in the mud. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I try not to be too cynical, but I think there's like dinosaurs that are still holding us back, man. It's like, y'all need to retire get the fuck out of the way because there's a lot of hungry, passionate, really dedicated people that want to take this shit to the next level. And your ass sitting in that big fancy office is holding us all back. Yeah. Still well, spending money right. on advertising on newspapers and fucking radio. Yeah, you're just Why? missing the whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's like the the, you, thing. you have like three understudies beneath you that are telling you put your money on, on, on digital. Put your money on digital. And still, to this day, they don't. 
dinosaurs need to be fucking like, like, Dude, it's if, like no one, trying, if no one's telling you be extinct go go drink margaritas yeah, let the fucking enjoy your boat man yeah. let, let other people get after it what you still doing there it's like trying to explain bitcoin to an 80 year old senator or something yeah. it's like or thank you for your service we're very grateful now get the fuck out of yeah. the seat so we can push this thing forward and we can move this thing forward use my french but Billions. yeah it's frustrating i know for and i'm old and i'm frustrated so i can't even imagine You're not that old, but how listen, the younger for if, if you think like, about Mom. If you think about the billions of dollars that are spent on advertising on sports now, right? And the only reason that, are, that the majority of that is spent on traditional sports is because uh, Daddy Long Legs at Agency X always buys some some Pappy Van Winkle for this ad exec and the business continues to thrive. How's, how's Mildred? Oh, Mildred's great. How's Esther? <laughs> Esther's great, blah, blah, blah. How's Mildred your, is and you, Esther. Is your boy in college yet? Yes, he is. Oh, so good. Here's my money. Mm-hmm. Fuck that! No, no, no. Let's let's move this shit forward and spend some of that in where where the audience is, right? Where the audience is, not on fucking newspapers. Yeah. Like what the fuck? The fact that here I am, and I've been preaching the same thing over the last three fucking years. The fact that I'm still talking about today just tells me that hey, it's coming. It's yeah. inevitable. It's coming. It's inevitable. It, it it it's it's hold on for dear life right now. That's the name of the game. Just hold on, operate your business as best as you can. Operate, operate, operate. Try to stay afloat, try to survive, try to make the, the right decisions. Because it's coming. The money train hasn't even left the fucking station, luckily. Right? There's still, and this, and anybody watching this, what you're experiencing today, and if you think that it's too late to get into esports or it's too late to start your podcast or it's too late to whatever, it's not. It had, the train hasn't even left the station. It hasn't even left the station. Right. Don't quit your fucking job, okay? Jason, yeah. you were a lawyer for a long time. You operated a, 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 uh, a an esports team. At what point did you say, I got I to gotta let go of my practice? Um, well, I'd sold complexity to uh, News Corp, DirecTV, mm-hmm. and they made it complexity LA back in... 2006. LA. Complexity LA. Los, Los yeah. Angeles. We were complexity they can't get the LA. fuck they can't get out of that mentality. <laughs> so I was running my law firm in Atlanta all week going to LA most every weekend. I had two young kids. I'm like the family is what was suffering yeah. because all I did was work. Mm-hmm. I'm like this isn't going to happen. I got to pick one or the other and went with esports and uh, here we are today. Well the, the 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 point that I was trying to make is that you operated your regular job while operating that yes. and it wasn't until you were able to support yourself and your lifestyle yep. that you finally quit your job yes so for all of you who are ups drivers fucking uh, sandwich makers like whatever lawyers whatever you are don't think that just quitting that job and solely focusing on this thing is going to be the, the, the you have to make sure that in tandem with each other you're sort of growing your online personality to a point to where it's self-sustainable where you can let go of that safety net yeah. letting go of the safety net is not the message that i was trying to relay there all i'm saying is that it's still very 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 early in this think about it just if i if i was to just explain to people how the indicators that are out there even in this day and age where people are becoming you know out of nowhere and are successful in this thing like none of this happens so it may seem as though it's happening overnight but it isn't right i mean mr beast biggest thing ever right now you see him trying for years and years because he's uploading every so often videos that he told that he made for himself for him future self yeah you know 
<clears throat> the one thing that I will say is that if you're not documenting everything that you're doing on a daily basis, you're doing a disservice to your story, you're doing a disservice to what you will be in the future, for sure. Yeah, and I think people underestimate how much free time they really have. People are like, I got to quit my job as a UPS driver or whatever. If I'm going to ever make an esports, I got to quit. No, you don't. Like, if, if you really are intentional about your time, and I try to teach my kids this, you can you can outwork people. You can have plenty of downtime to, like, think and create. You can have family time. It's about time management and being really intentional. Mm -hmm. Where is the next hour going to be spent? Where, you know, what does it look like? What does my calendar look like? I've always been incredibly intentional with, with, with my calendar. That's one reason I was able to graduate um, college with very good grades while still living it up and mm -hmm. like traveling and, mm -hmm. and doing it all. People are like, how could you do both? And it's like just time management. So if you work, you know, nine to six or whatever, and you're driving and you've got other things you need to take care of, maybe get to the gym, whatever that looks like, unless you're sleeping like 12, 13 hours a night, like you can put in six, seven hours a day on your side hustle perfect your craft, get better, whether you're a videographer, you know, whether you're studying accounting because you want to be an accountant, whatever that is, don't waste the hours in the day. And I totally agree with you. Don't just dump a good paying job that's putting food on the table and dive into esports. Mm -hmm. You know, I think most of us that I know that successful long-term in esports, it was our side hustle for a while, especially back in the day, there was no money. Mm -hmm. Like if you could find money to pay your players, you were like ahead. You were never going to be paying yeah. yourself. Right. And, and it was a side hustle until we were able to turn it into something else. So I think that's sage advice. You know? Yeah. I mean, if it, it, one of the most historic moments in call of duty is when optic won the first ever call of duty champs and they asked Nate chat, what are you going to do now that you have a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account? He says, I'm going to go and quick McDonald's. Right. He didn't do that until he, he had $100,000 in his bank account. Yep. Right? He was working at McDonald's and making videos for Optic. He was working at McDonald's and competing. He was working at McDonald's. He was working at McDonald's. He was fucking working at McDonald's. Yep. And it wasn't until he had enough money in his bank account to sustain his lifestyle for X amount of months that he decided to do yeah. that. And what's funny to me is a lot of people like, you know, the, high, the, the higher up you get, the more success you get. It's like you almost dredge up this underbelly of internet culture to where all they want to do is knock you down and i see these people like coming at matt nadeshot and like trying to knock him down for working at mcdonald's and i think the exact opposite i'm like no dude this guy was hustling out working and building his future career at the same time you know so they try to be like oh well you were a young man you know out busting your ass at mcdonald's like it's a bad thing to me it's like no 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 you're you're you got it upside down mm -hmm. like this dude used this as a catapult along with his passion and look where he is now mm -hmm. so people that try to like take shots or make fun or whatever you know it, it circles around in my mind and I, I try to again teach my kids this sort of thing people always going to take shots at you you know if if you get a Camaro, they're going to be like, well, why did you do this? Da, 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 da. You go get a Tesla and they're going to be like, well, that's dumb. You know, people are always taking shots all the time. You have to listen to the people in your life that have your best interests in mind. To some extent, you certainly have to listen to your customers and the fans. Mm -hmm. And then you got to draw a line and be like, I don't give a shit mm -hmm. beyond that. Like if, if, if my wife, my kids, my mom, my dad, my brother, whoever's in your life, they're like, they're giving me advice and they're proud of me. 
they're happy with, with what I'm doing. I'm happy with what I'm doing. And I just got 18 people tweeting me like, oh, da, 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 da. It's like you need to be able to build a firewall mm -hmm. and just be like, I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. And if there's not a little bit of like, I don't give a shit what all, you know, the haters think and they're tweeting at me and making fun of me on Reddit or whatever, that's just a horrible combination for mental health struggles and and the hate that bubbles up on the internet, in my opinion, has stifled the growth of so many good people in this space mm -hmm. that would have been invaluable assets mm -hmm. to continue the growth of this space. Mm -hmm. Genuinely good people, because in my opinion, they just didn't have the ability to not give a shit. Mm -hmm. They took to heart every hateful tweet, every, every diatribe on Reddit where people are like, they're so bad at casting or this is this worst player ever. And, and you cost me that match and I lost my bet and I'm going to kill your family. Oh yeah. We get those weekly when our counter-strike team is playing. And if you don't have the ability to firewall that, you just get fed up and you're like, it's, this isn't worth it. And I'm convinced we've lost a good amount of really valuable people in the esports space because of the toxicity, because of the anger and because of the hatred that spews up across the internet. And, and that's a sad thing. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important you have that firewall. I agree. I couldn't give a shit less. Couldn't give a shit. If I, I, I 100%. I'm not going to sit here and talk about it even more anymore. So I'm gonna ask you, what's what's how's it been? And obviously, Timmy Timmy Tatman has come <laughs> into the list. You know, the, how's how's that been? It had to have been like super cool to have somebody that big. Yeah, man. You know, it it it's not like some genius idea, right? Like <clears throat> Tim has grown to become one of America's foremost gaming personalities, Amen. and he's such a, the guy next door American story, just out there grinding and doing his thing and. And, you know, he, he's done such a phenomenal job. As soon as we got to Dallas and we were formulating different plans forward, we have our competitive teams we're evaluating, of course, and we like having streamers and, and people with reach and audience to grow our brand, to grow uh, our fan base, and obviously to grow our metrics. You need metrics. It's all sponsorships. Tim was always number one on my list. Um, but, you know, with success comes certain price tags. <laughs> And if Tim would join Complexity for a small price tag, I would have been disappointed, right? <laughs> so it's been at the top of my list for almost four years. So with the GameSquare acquisition that we went through uh, this summer, we're part of the GameSquare corporate family. And like you said, we're publicly traded right now in Canada with the goal of uh, getting on an American exchange, hopefully in the near future. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, when I was meeting with Justin Kenna, our CEO, we we're talking about strategy moving forward and everything. Um, one of the first things I said was Tim Tatman. Yeah. Like, um, not only is he have a huge audience, not only is he just genuinely a good dude, he just kind of embodies a lot of the DNA of complexity in yeah. many ways, I think. And, and of course, as everyone knows, he's like the world's biggest Cowboys fan. So, I, I was hoping um, that our close association with, with the Cowboys family um, would be able to help us entice Tim to come join the Complexity family. Yeah. And that's how yeah, it yeah. worked out. And, you know, I just want to be honest. Like, when you do deals of this magnitude with um, celebrities, 
and I I definitely consider Tim a celebrity. Yep. You're never really sure what you're going to get. You can put certain things in a contract. You you can have conversations over dinner when you're talking about what what would it look like. But until the ink's dry and you start to get to work, you're Actually never really working, sure. Yeah. And I've been so incredibly impressed with just Tim as a person, his wife Alexis, and his genuine um, desire to like become part of the complexity family. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, I don't know if this is just going to end up like we're going to be just another, you know, a sponsor or, or what, but like he's been out to the HQ. You came, we watched the fights at night and uh, I'm really, really touched and, and very pleased with how he has genuinely come on board yeah. and, and made us his family and uh, couldn't be happier about working with him over the foreseeable future that type of dude is not a dude that tells you one thing and does another like he he doesn't strike me as the as the person that doesn't that does anything half-assed so um, yeah he's great and you know the funny thing is a lot of times with people i think you watch online or on television or whatever you always kind of wonder like what what are they like when the camera's off right you know the the old adage never meet your hero or mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm. because some people in hollywood or whatever are so genuine and so humble and like so cool on the camera. And then they turn it off and they turn into a monster. There's all these stories in Hollywood. Well, I can promise all the, all the Tatman fans out there, like he is, is funny and legit and down to earth, normal, awesome dude as anyone I've met. And I've met as you have a lot of people in this business all around the world. And uh, yeah, I'm, I feel honored and blessed to have him as part of the organization and, He's genuinely straight up a great dude, yeah. as you know. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, Jason, any closing comments that you want to say? Any any message out there? Uh, no. Thanks a lot for having <laughs> me. Um, you know, I the older you get, I think you become a bit more sentimental, man. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I have pictures of, of us, you know, from back at mlg anaheims and stuff there was one where i had an optic hat and you threw on a complexity like we go way back bro we do and you know when when we both arrived in dallas um you know i don't know that either one of us knew what the the coming years was, was gonna hold but we kept doing our thing and, and doing our best and working our asses off and doing our best for the people around us yeah you know and like i said earlier on um we, we carry a lot of weights and I know and, and understand on some level and empathize with the weight that you've carried family and teammates <laughs> and boards and sponsors and, and all the stuff that you've carried. And I just want to really just honor you and compliment you on how you've handled um, these years. You know, I have a phrase I, I, I was telling a friend last year is about a year ago, actually just being real transparent with you and you and I went to lunch. I, I was having a tough time, man. It was a culmination of a whole bunch of things. We don't have time to go into, um, but I was really struggling. Um, my mental was off, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And the one thing I, I think we talked about at lunch and this, this is true about you, man, you know, in, in Spain, in, in the, in the, in the arena, they have the bullfights and I don't know if, our viewers have ever seen one. I lived in Spain for a while. Absolutely love Spain. But when the bull comes out, they, they, they start um, putting these, basically these large knives in. Can't think of the name of them. And, and the bull starts bleeding. And then he goes by again and they do it again. The bull's bleeding more. And 
goes by again and sticks him again. The bull's bleeding, bleeding more. And after a while, the bull is losing so much blood. He's huffing and he's puffing. Um, you know, the bull is injured. The bull has carried a lot of weight. These things are still hanging out of his back, man. These scars and these wounds. But you know what? He's still a fucking bull. Yeah, he's still fucking fighting. He's I'm team bull. Every, fuck humans. <laughs> fuck humans. Fuck that culture of of just using animals for entertainment. Yeah, like I'm, that. I'm, I'm and, not a fan of that, but it, it is a, it is an apt analogy, mm-hmm. man. If you want to get to the point, this guy is prepare to have these things hanging off your back. Prepare, prepare um, to have some blood streaming down your back and some some tough times. But at the end of the day, stand as a bull and. Uh, Keep standing. Fight until the last dying breath. And I'll tell you one thing. Good luck trying to fucking stick me with anything. <laughs> this bull don't run. You know what I mean? And I'm not <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, thank Jason. You for appreciate you for me. stopping by. It won't be the last time, obviously. Uh, everybody, all his information in the description down below. As usual, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 112 of the Eavesdrop Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. <laughs>